Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. He's changed his tune, <laughs> This week, fireworks at Parkhead, the Celtic Sparkle and put five past hearts. And it was a logic rocket as we bang five in advance. All this and more on this episode of 20 Minute Tips. Hello and welcome to episode 156 of 20 Minute Tims. I am joined this week by Stephen. Evening. Melly. Morning. <laughs> no hats this week, Melly. No hats. Suitably no. dressed. But we are recording from a secret location in Glasgow's Aye. East End. We're, we're, it means nothing to the listeners, but we are we are kind of on our away trip. Yeah, it's, it's quite <laughs> quite professional. And probably yeah. see Celtic Park from here. You can, can actually. Can a couple you? of stone throw, I reckon. You, I've heard some fireworks going off in the background, because um, it is that time of year, obviously. Um some housekeeping, as we as we do in the beginning of the podcast. Patreon, and that's part of the reason why we are in this office, in this secret location, Indeed. Stephen. Um, we've just wrapped up a, a thoroughly excellent podcast with Chris Bungard. Yeah, um, professional MMA fighter and good guy and good Tim. Right, good Tim. Um, that was that was one of the, the, the best ones Aye, I've done in a long fun. time. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, and that will be available on the Patreon. For those who might be interested or want to know, um, the Patreon is a subscription service that we offer people who want to support the podcast. Um, they pledge a small amount. I think it's like £1.75 yeah, every yeah. month. And for that, you get extra podcasts from us three. Um, as a wee thank you. As yeah, a, as keeping a, this train rolling, keeping the equipment on and, and so on. Keeping the lights on in the studio. Yeah, that yeah. and hel- helping us do things like get a studio and to, to interview Chris yep. Bungard. Um And I think this month... Or oh, last month on the Patreon, I think we had four extra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've been doing it six months now, and we've got now twenty-seven extra podcasts on there. So yeah, we're keeping them, keeping them taken away. Coming up, as we just discussed, we've got Chris Bungard on TMT Extra Time, um, and we previously had Chris McQueen on that. We've got the Match Companion. Yep, Match Companions for all the European games this year. For all the European games, and we've got our. Celtic Scottish 11. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah. And that, we that. have now recorded that. We sort of previewed it a wee bit last week and we've now recorded it. A thoroughly contentious affair. Yeah. Arguing over oh, Scotland. <laughs> These two are mugs. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> mugs. You let me include Charlie Mulgrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, and listen, if you already support the podcast through Patreon, we just wanted to take this opportunity to say thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, now, let's get down to business. Oh. It's like Celtic, it's like Brendan Rogers has been listening to us moan on this podcast because we are 
on fire. It's fireworks season and we are a raging bonfire. Building a bonfire, you might say. Do not wear a shell suit near us <laughs> because we are on fire. Um, that was some sensational stuff. Trying to think about how I can describe a play in the last, what, well, the last week, the last three games. Oh, <laughs> just, just a, just a glorious, noise. glorious. All I've got to say is, Balumbo was right. We'll beat Hearts, we'll beat Hibs, and we'll get to the top of the league soon enough. Mal- Spawn. Malumbu was right. I think, Stephen, it's quite hard to pinpoint what has changed at Celtic because all that seems to have changed is these players have decided they want to play at the standard we all knew they were capable of. Yeah, and it's something we talked a little bit about last week. It, was, it wasn't that we thought the team is now suddenly crap because I don't think anyone believed that because it'd be almost impossible to drop off that much. The annoyance was that we clearly know these performances are in there and we just weren't seeing them for a time this season. Started off really well, Gubbs Livingston, and then it just sort of dropped off. But boy, is it back. I mean, this this form currently is the best. It's up there with the Invincible season. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. It's been, what, what was it? We're at now 23 goals in five games or yeah. something. Yeah. Which is if that Chris Boyd was talking shit. I know. <laughs> seven games since then, we've won every domestic game. It's barely conceded. I don't think Chris Boyd's been on the radio since then. No, he's been did on not bit. phone up once to. I, I oh, did he? I I forget Chris Boyd. Who cares about Chris Boyd? Um, Celtic against Hearts. It was. It's beginning to feel um, like you're starting to anticipate these drubbins now. Yeah. I don't know if we're getting a wee bit ahead of ourselves, but where I was sitting, I had a little mini competition with the guys sitting around me because there was like like the four beside me and the four behind, sort of. Four of us had four nil on, and four mm. of us had five nil on. <laughs> um, so there was a, a wee competition going, and obviously it, it was it was five nil. Hearts, Craig Levine. Um, I sort of, I grudgingly like Craig Levine. I, I know I shouldn't admire the hustle. I admire yeah. the hustle with Craig Levine. I he came out after it and said, "Well, blame me. That was stupid." Did I, he call himself an idiot? He did yeah. call himself <laughs> an idiot, which is fair enough. Yeah. We're here to do that, Craig. You know, <laughs> you know, you don't need to throw yourself under the bus entirely. Um, yeah, he says, look, I, I tried to frustrate Celtic. I gave them their whole pitch to play on and it bit me in the backside. And that's certainly what happened. Oh. Absolutely. And Hearts, Hearts, at first, during that game, they looked okay, but only at holding some sort of disciplinary shape. They were kind of quite clearly out to frustrate and out to contain. But the thing that's changed with Hearts is they no longer hold any kind of threat. No. They don't no. offer anything on any kind of counter-attack. Lafferty's gone. Iqpeazu, who's... I'm, not, I'm still not convinced that's how you pronounce that. Every time I go to say it, my brain goes, really? Is that, <laughs> is that what you're going with? Um, that he's obviously injured and they just offer absolutely nothing. It's, Nazy as well. Nazy. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Nazy. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> you can't say that this I week. Hearts were just so negative from where I sit. It's just to the left of the halfway line. And it was just Craig Gordon a half. As soon as we got the ball, even they played four four two from what I seen, and the two strikers just dropped. So it was te- it was everybody behind the ball, and they gave up the wide areas to Celtic, which was utter madness. Aye. The amount of times McGregor got the ball could spray it out to the right or the left, but as he's more left footed, he can spray it out to Tierney or Sinclair. And they just, if Sinclair get it, Tierney goes in the overlap, Rogic comes over that side. It was unbelievable the amount of crosses we get put in. And ultimately, that's what outdone them because how many goals did we score from crosses? Some of the play from Celtic was amazing, but it is a bit unfair on Hearts when you've got Busquets, Javin, and Aston. <laughs> come on. I worry about this, this podcast going forward. 
because see in a year's time or maybe a couple of seasons down the line, we're going to be harking back to this period of form and trying to pick out moments and we're not going to be able to tell one goal for the next because there's that it's, many of them. Uh, we'll be like, do you remember? No, no, it was Edward that got that one, I'm sure. It is quite inconsiderate of Celtic to score quite so many goals. Like, we have 10 goals. We've only got 20 minutes to record this. <laughs> we've got 10 goals to talk about on this podcast. Mm. But you know what? Let's let's rewind a little bit and let's talk about the lineup because, as you said, there's no Cham, there's no Brown. The lineup was uh, Lustig came back. Benkovic, Boyata, Tierney. The B&B. Yep. McGregor, Christie, Forrest, Rogic, Sinclair and Edward. And there's one boy I want to talk about in particular. Ryan Christie. Rido. Rido. Brilliant again. Or Rye, as Brendan put it. Um, once again, another brilliant performance, especially for his penalty. So tigerish, so tenacious. Um, Brendan Rodgers seems to do it time and time again with these guys. He seems to... People who are out of his plans he can still make them perform to a level that he requires them to. So you're like, I don't really need you, but I need, I'm need. i relying on you at the moment and I'm going to make you a brilliant player. And, and he's he's thriving on it. And it's particularly the Scots since, he, since yeah. he came to Celtic. Scottish players, from signings from the Scottish Premiership, are sometimes up against it at Celtic because I think they come in to a rather sort of underwhelming fanfare. Yeah. And that's kind of across the board. We kind of, we expect big fancy, like exotic signings and you, you'll get someone who is, Proven as a good player in Scotland, then they'll come in and they'll maybe underperform. We've, we've seen so many of them. There's no point in listing, listing examples. So a lot of times we don't expect a lot from these guys. But he just comes in and turns it around for every single oh. one of them near enough. You're, you're, you're talking about Armstrong, who under dialogue was basically a write-off. I think on this podcast we'd have been recording it at, at that time. And I don't think anyone would have been sad to see him go. No. But the very next season, Brendan's first season, he's one of the, the players of the of, Brown. The, of the club. Scott yeah. Brown, yeah. done. Scott I mean, Brown, yeah. Famously done. And he seems to have done it again with Ryan Christie. What do you, uh, I mean, Melly, what does, what does Christie bring to the game for you? I think it is reminiscent of Armstrong. I think with Brendan Rodgers, he, he says to these players, look, you're not my plans right now, but here's what you have to do to get into mm-hmm. my plans. So Christie's obviously worked on his physique. He's obviously worked on getting fitter, stronger. And he's worked on his tactical side of the game because he's playing in a different position than he was at Aberdeen. He was further forward, he was in number 10, whereas just now it's him and Rodgers in centre mid with McGregor behind him. So he's got to do more work. And his pressing is absolutely brilliant. Seeing it up close in the last couple of games, brilliant. It's like Armstrong, he just gives us that energy in there. He's all over the place. He snaps into tackles. You've seen it with Harry Cochran. Mm. It was was Christie's fault, but he's still laughed in his face it was brilliant he's just playing well he sort of gave us that wee bit of energy that Armstrong gave us in the first season when things got a bit stale in midfield some of this might be a wee bit of a happy accident as well with Christy because it wasn't so long ago we were talking about how Brendan Rodgers is out there claiming he's the replacement for Dembele he's going to be the sort of third striker and we're all like absolutely no chance so he's maybe it's come to this point of the season Brendan Rodgers has looked around and said, oh, look, I've got a bit of a problem in midfield just now. Can you do this? Are you up, up to the task here? And Ryan Christie's obviously just grabbed it with both hands. I am your man, Gaffer. Well, Christie, Christie was interviewed after the game and he seems confident enough. Yeah. You know, he seems confident in his own ability. I spoke about it before. Whenever we have a bad, uh, we have a good game, I go, oh no, forget it. But I didn't really like Brown and Cham in midfield sometimes because it was always those two were Rogic ahead usually. Hmm. But with this, it's McGregor sitting who can push on and the two in front of him going. I prefer this three to the, the two one. So 
the guy behind instead of the guy in front because it just means the two can go with Cham we lack that energy driving us forward great passer comes in with the goals but he doesn't have that drive that we've missed from Armstrong somebody making that run into the box like you spoke about that creates a space for Sinclair and again Sinclair Sinclair's doing well again so it's all coming in it's a lot to do with the energy in midfield that we lost when Armstrong left that Christie sort of replaced that and if I'm honest I, I didn't think he'd do that does uh, Brown and then Cham did they just walk straight back in at this team then? Tuffy well the thing is if you'd have told us six weeks ago that Brown and Cham were both going to be unavailable at the same time, it would have been panic stations. No. We we were at various points this season when the, the form wasn't so great, we were thinking we are one injury away from Scott Brown from being like totally doomed here. And now we're missing both of them and it has now become a debate as to whether either of them can get back in the team because it's not just a case of breaking up a winning formula, it's a absolutely rolling juggernaut of a <laughs> formula just now. Sens- this is, with no shadow or of a doubt, no exaggeration, we are sensational at the moment. Yeah, yeah. The, the fluidity in our play in the final third, with the way Forrest is coming in and he's swapping places and Christie and Sinclair are swapping places and Edward's picking the ball up on the left and he's got options in the middle in front of him. I, I mean, the Hearts defence are chasing shadows half yeah. of the time, not to mention the midfield. It's, it's, it's like a, a carnival of amazing football. <laughs> That it's not really going to be much of a problem, I don't think, because we'll go to Leipzig now, then this Sunday we've got Livingston, international break. But after that, obviously players will be away. That's us till the winter break, which is the end of December. We don't have a free midweek, so there's going to be plenty of games. We can't play the same team no. over and over. My only worry from the last couple of games is Kieran Tierney because he's getting a lot of tackles right now. You've seen it in in the Dundee game, and there was a point in the Hearts game where I thought, it was in the first half, I thought, he's not moving freely. He was getting up and down, but at one point he stopped for a few minutes. I thought, we are running into the ground. He's getting all these tackles. Where is Izagiri? We're going to need to give this guy a rest at some point, because he's going to be away with Scotland again. But he's playing too well. The team are playing too well, and... Leipzig then Livingston away that's another tough game so I don't see where he really gets a rest uh, but it's yeah, my we only worry we probably him against Dundee well if Alex McLeish is listening and we know he does he never misses an episode <laughs> seeing that Andy Robertson and Ryan Fraser they're brilliant I'd leave Kieran Tierney out just the leave next him. couple of games I'll just I... absolutely leave him to it man of the match against Hearts controversial well you say controversial two goals and an assist I, I don't think it was gets controversial it. he's my man of the match was he? oh uh, no Callum McGregor was Outstanding. Callum McGregor was outstanding. Ridiculous. But someone we've not yet mentioned in all this midfield chat, but the guy holding it absolutely all together. Yeah, you can't. But you can score two goals and not get man of the match. No, I disagree. Callum McGregor, near on flawless. If that solo run, which from yes. the Craigie G, starting that off with that, oh, Craigie, you simmer down, son. McGregor could have he could have sealed man of the match with that could goal. Could have sealed goal of the season. Weirdly enough, I know it's another 5-0, but and we've said it the last time we played us, their keeper was actually quite good. <laughs> he, he kept it respectable again. The save with his feet was unbelievable. Yeah. I thought that was him. So, so was our keeper. Do you see Craig Gordon's absolute piss take? Now, that got a lot of attention, but mm. I swear to God, last time we played Hearts, in the cup, or maybe it was Dundee. I swear, I'm sure he put it through a guy's legs. It was Dundee. Was it Dundee? Yeah. I know. I, I, that, I, I've not seen that doing the rounds in the internet, but I'm like, is that two games in a row? First yeah. game he chips it over a guy, and then, sorry, the first game he sticks it through a guy's leg, and then the second game he chips it over his foot. As Craigie, long as that's him, but... Yeah, yeah because say, Craigie, you've got that. No one's taking that away from me. You've got the gift. The gift will always be there. Yeah. But that's, that's it. Here's another idea, that though. 
save some shots. Save, <laughs> save a shot that's yeah. directed at you. Edward, or if you're Packy Bonner, Edward. Aye. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted. You've got a B in your Bonner. About <laughs> I've got a B in my O. Well done, Melly. <laughs> I do, but the, the problem is, he goes, oh, great play from Christie, played the ball through to Edward's goal, for Edward's goal, and it's and it's like, it doesn't even, it's just Edward. Oh, Packy, come on. I mean, you don't have the easiest name for foreigners to pronounce. Anyway, Edward. <laughs> first, first goal. I like a shot off the bar. Yes. Hmm. Very... Reminiscent of remember the name Wayne Rooney's first ever goal. Remember against yeah, yeah, the yeah. Arsenal, wasn't it? Wasn't quite just, top corner, just kind of kissed in off the bar. Yeah, just took that wee side step, bang, in the, the near post, nearest post to him. Keeper, there's nothing you can no. really do about that. No. If, he, he's put, if he's thrown the ball, that's where he wants to put it. It was absolutely brilliant. And it's just nice to hear the Stone Roses at Parkhead it again. Good, I like it? that wee touch. What do you think in general, a bit of a tangent, what do you think about goal songs? Because I know in Italy, they absolutely hate yeah. it. See, the ultras in Italy, they can't stand any of that stuff because they think it takes away from the, the crowd yeah. noise. They want to generate their own sort of atmosphere. Uh, as long I, as it, I, I, I'm kind of for it as long as it's good. Well, I used to hate with a passion, Big Bad John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a really, that was a really poor one. I don't mind the Stone Roses. Zombie it, Nation, come on, when that goes uh, off, yeah, like Zombie that. Nation's good. Uh, Chelsea Dagger. Uh, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of that. I've, I've got an issue with that because do you remember Rangers got a really big victory at Celtic Park one time, and Nakamura scored like a consolation free kick, oh, and they stuck on Chelsea game? Dagger. Oh come on, get that no. off. Yeah, no, well, anyway, I, I wasn't a, actually a big fan of Chelsea Dagger. It was just no. it was it was popular. At the time this next goal is landmark stuff from a corner Benkovic we scored from a corner Benkovic is an Adonis he's, he's like Ivan Drago the man <laughs> is a, an absolute specimen he is a Rolls Royce of a defender and I'm so so sad that um, we, we were, we're not getting to keep him as I said there's, there's just no point in dwelling on it now we just need to enjoy this while, while the train's rolling it's like you know how you, you see you've got an old car and you put it in the garage to get fixed and then they lend you a new one to drive back and forth to your work, and it's better than yours. <laughs> and you know, at the end of the yeah. day, you're going to have to give it back. That's how I feel watching Benkovic. So you need to take loads of pictures of yourself in it and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was flawless again. And another guy, Boyata. I know we won five 0 but the two of them together, that Boyata, he's got the ball now, and I'm not worried in the slightest. What has happened to him since he came back from that World Cup? It's as if going away and playing with good players for that month has made him a better (laughs) player. It's unbelievable. But it's going to be difficult when we have to replace him. But enjoy it while we can because this is probably, could be potentially better than Van Dijk and Denier for me. Well, unfortunately, Mm. it might go that way where it it never is allowed to become what it it truly could. Well, we only got a season of the two Yeah, that's true. The B&B, the bed and breakfast boy, Atan (laughs) Benkovic. If they were Irish, they'd be Airbnb. (laughs) But um, Benkovic, he's been threatening for a while. He could have scored against Dundee as well. Another game I'll talk about. But um, okay, just been... (laughs) Just been tremendous. Did you see the bit at the, the start of the second half where Boyata tried to stick it through Stephen McLean's legs? Stephen McLean looked annoyed at that, but I thought he loved nuts. <laughs> oh, so many bad puns this week. So many bad puns. Um, Edward scores again. Seven and seven. I preferred this one to his first goal because it's a poacher's goal. Yes. Mm. That's what I wanted. Sometimes I worry about him. I think I said it last week. I like, if he's a striker, there's a lot of balls from Celtic recently going across the face of goal that just need tapped in and he was in between the sticks in between the post where your striker should be 
finish hits off the keeper, but he's there to put it away, and that's what I want to see more of him. Now that Sinclair's out in the left, can't be out there, mate. You need to be in the middle, Forrest out in the right. In the middle, we've got the two behind the striker, and Christine Rogic, you're the main man up there, and it was a lovely run. You can see him faint to go one way, goes the other, puts it, hits the keeper and goes in. He's on fire. How come all the players, Stephen, all play badly at the same time? And all play really well at the same time. It's very strange, yeah. Because Melly mentioned them. Scott Sinclair, he, he, again, another good game. That's the last couple of games, along with everyone else playing really well. Scott Sinclair's played really well. There, there's no real explanation for it. If I, if I knew how to do that, if I knew how to explain why an entire team is sort of malfunctioning and then all of a sudden it kicks in, I'd be, I'd be doing it. You'd I'd be, be a coach. Yes. <laughs> but but I'm, a, I'm a podcast brain. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Sinclair was good at the weekend. He wasn't brilliant, but... Because it's a 5-0 win, it's not highlighted, but when you get beat, you're always going, well, that guy's on the most money, why is he not doing yeah. this, why is he not doing that? Everything gets highlighted more when, you, when you're losing, but like, Scott Sinclair could have a bad game, but the team wins 5-0, or somebody else could have a bad game, but if the team's playing well, like, everybody did a good game. Lustig had a, he's had a great week. Yeah, right? yeah. Aye, a great couple of weeks, yeah. a great couple of weeks. He actually, a very good segue, Melly, because we've been at a half-time, 3-0, up, obviously, my coupon at this point, 4-0 wasn't looking too good, mm. just with the way we were playing, and it was another game that looked we could have went into double figures if we wanted. On that, by the way, what? I'm sick to death of Celtic threatening a 10-0 and not delivering it. I'm sick of this. <laughs> delivering <laughs> all the goals in the first half, you get your hopes up and they, they just fall It's a off. very good point, Stephen, because they are paid... Yeah. A wage to play ninety minutes of football. You should get booed off, yeah. frankly. Aye. You don't. You don't. Uh, you don't. I don't go into my work and go. Oh, that's me. Done. I know it's only lunchtime. I've done lots of work. I'm only going to do fifty percent of my work. No, that's not how it works. You're right. So, although a lot of people listening to this might think, well, your your podcast fair drop off in the second half. <laughs> they really do. They yeah. They they truly do. Um, Ayer came on. Follow stick. A bit of an unfair swap, if you ask me. Ayer's not a right back. No, well, I'm I'm enjoying this though because that's. Um, Five of the last six domestic games, Celtic have made some sort of defensive substitution. Now, some of them have been forced. Well, actually, it's not just domestic, it was European as well, because they took Gamboa off in mm. Europe. But some of them have been forced with injuries and stuff like that. But some of them are just for the sake of it. Yeah. And it's been brilliant. When I seen the lineup, I was a bit worried about the bench. Like two central defenders, two wingers, and Kerr McElroy from the development squad, mm. or the reserve, whatever it's called now, on the bench. I think he's a central midfielder. I think he's yeah, the yeah. captain. So He's only 18, I think. Yeah. With uh, there's any injury, which we'll come on to later, we, we didn't have a lot of options. It was Morgan and Johnson on mm. the bench, but there's just there's no there's no striker, there's no fullback. But when I come on, I'm like, what is going on here? We are going to get popped for EPOs soon. By the way, <laughs> that guy is morphing into Dolph Lundgren. No. He is absolutely massive because because I hadn't seen him in a few mm. weeks. Like, what is wrong with you? And he was playing over my side. Like, mate. What are you eating? You're swooning. <laughs> Jealous. Um, did you see that post that was doing the rounds on follow, follow? Brilliant. Rangers yeah. fan complaining, genuinely complaining that it was unfair that Celtic have the financial capability to go out and loan a player of the standard of Benkovic <laughs> just because they don't like Jack Hendry. So that that was a good one. So Hypocrite the, warning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfair should, sporting advantage. Eh? I know. Oh. Because we're going out and loaning. Oh, something should be done about this. They're just going out and loaning better players. It really is. Some of those posts I've been doing the rounds have been hilarious. It really is just throw everything at the wall. Just yeah. the, what, oh, the loan system is broken now. They've got about six of them in their first team. <laughs> yeah. The wheels are. You know how when you're watching a movie and like there's a train and it's going out of control and the first sign of it is you, they just. 
they do a tight shot and it's just a nut in the wheel that's starting to rattle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening to Rangers just now. That train's going down the hill and the, the nuts in the wheels are just starting to rattle and then soon the nut will come out and the whole wheel will come off. That's that's what's happening. It'll come off this week, I'd say. You think so? I think so. Tough game last week, pumped by Aberdeen. Then they've got Spartak away. Don't see them getting anything from that. Fingers crossed, touch wood. I think they've got Hearts away next weekend, so if Levine could get a wee win there as well, I just, go into the international break. I just worry that Hearts are a bit of a busted I flush. Know, but come on. I just worry about that. They um, could sink off a bit just now, because as, as I said earlier, they don't really seem to be carrying any kind of threat. Now that might just be a case of that, you know, kind of what we said about a Leipzig, you know, Celtic will turn up to that, not really expecting to take maximum points from it. Hearts, yeah. as um, Craig Levine alluded to, probably didn't really expect to get anything may as well just turn up and spoil the party a wee bit and try and scrape a point they could have got a couple of goals towards the end they had a couple of chances but I think it would have been incredibly hustle on Celtic to not have kept a clean sheet I think they had the post at one point yeah anyway, some on. strike yeah hi. maybe Lovino have learnt his lesson he said we tried to contain Celtic try to give up the pitch well Rangers aren't as good a team as Celtic Hearts are at home they're much better on that small pitch we've seen at Murrayfield and Celtic Park they can't handle the wide pitch and that's where they get done time and time again so against Rangers who are pretty gash he's got a good chance and he may, he may as well go for it because he's seen what happens when you sit back and don't yeah. get anything but it's Craig Levine isn't it? Yeah it is Craig Levine that moustache Stephen? Oh moustache update it's still still going strong it's still exactly the same I'm convinced it's sort of drawn on now I, I, I don't know if anyone has seen this since listening to this last week but it's extraordinary it's a triangle I under his nose I hadn't seen it last week but obviously I do my homework for this yeah, podcast and I looked at it and previously Craig Levine so this is Craig Levine moustache update we should get a wee jingle <laughs> for this yeah um, he, he looked like the colonel from the KFC adverts yeah. but now he's got it more shaped more manicured and he looks honestly he looks like latter-day Rolf Harris. <laughs> now, if anyone knows the history of Rolf Harris, that's one man you do not no, want to be no, looking like. Quite a tribute. Um, James Forrest, fire, yep. has been for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I think he won Player of the Month. Yes. Yeah, he did, yeah. Along with Brendan Rodgers, who won Manager of the Month. It's weird to think that this month that he's won Player of the Month for, I know it doesn't count European football, but the month he's won it for started with him being sent off yeah. in Europe yeah. and has He's now he scored four obviously against St Johnson. I think he scored in every game apart from Hibs. That'd be right. I think, I'm, mm. I'm pretty sure he didn't, but he was involved in almost everything they did in, against Hibs as well. So it's it's been some month for him, and it, his form has risen. The the rising tide lifts all ships, yeah. as they say. That's the most pleasing thing about this run we're on right now. Remember weeks back, I said when we played against I can't remember who we played against, but there was only Boyata and Griffiths. I think that started the game that scored this season. Now, everybody's scored, basically. Yeah. The whole team are contributing goals. I mean, when you look at what Rogic has contributed in the last few games, Edward scoring, and it was him that set up uh, Griffith. Uh, it was him that set up Forrest for this goal. So, uh, side foots it into him. And it all started from that wee Craigie G bit of filth. Great goal again. <laughs> but he, and then going on to the, the penalty incident. The play for that was yeah. sensational brilliant. stuff. Absolutely brilliant. It, it was uh, quite annoying that they get taken down, Forrest get taken down, because you're just wanting to slot that home because it would have been one of the goals of the season. We've, been, we've had so many near misses. We've, I feel like we've, we're constantly saying that. Had this gone in, it would have been one of the goals of the season. Yeah. We've had so many near misses recently. The McGregor one was unbelievable. But this game, watching it up close, Tom Rogic is unbelievable technically. Absolutely sensational, and I have a question for you, boys. Okay, 
He's Tom, from Australia. Yes. Okay. Tom Rogic made more of an impact. Not saying better player, more of an impact than Lugo Manarchik. <gasps> oh, I'll oh my goodness, that me. goodness Did me. someone just suck all the air out of this room, Stephen? Right, wait, 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 wait. You've charmed me. Almost. <laughs> You're you always have, getting charmed. You've half charmed me. Um, I will listen to that chat if he does something in Europe. Right. Not a minute before. Now, um, hold on. Just... <laughs> at ease you've just hold on to my hold on my, what, what, uh, that's a double hold on I've got two horses here one each hand right whoa just cast your mind back to Celtic v Juventus Lubo's performance in that game yes. and this is what I mean yeah I, the, the, Lubo let's just ease up on Tom Rogic just now okay he is a terrific player and I'm saying and, and his impact has been tremendous however you're asking Lubo to make an impact on a team that had Sutton, Larson, blah, blah, blah. You rein them all off and then you bring Lubo in and you're going to do better. Tom Rogic is in a team with guys who weren't as good. He's doing it in a team with inferior players and he's standing out. Look at the amount of winning goals last minute, Aberdeen, Motherwell. Look at the absolute repertoire of goals. How many goals does he get against the Huns now? Time and time again. Watch a wee video of, I think it's, I'm, I'm feeling supersonic. You have me, Tommy Ron- Rogic is the quote <laughs> under the right. it's got supersonic play there. It's all these goals. Unbelievable strikes. Lubo up there as well, but big, big, Tam, big Tam. <laughs> That's a fellow, fellow podcast guest. We've had Lubo on this podcast. Right. Yeah, friend of the show. Friend well, of the show. What if we do this then? What if we, we reverse out of that space we try to get into there? It's too small. The wing mirrors are going to come off if we, if we carry down that space. Let's reverse out of that. There's one across the street. With a Japanese flag on it, oh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh. Is he up there with Naka yet? And again, I say that with the caveat that he's got to do it in Europe. I think, well, do you know what? There's a lot of analogies on this podcast, yeah. a lot of metaphors. <laughs> um, one thing I will say is, it has to, like you, Steve, it has to do it in Europe. It has to do it in Europe. Yeah. We are just, a couple of weeks ago, we are just off the hot off the press on this podcast for saying, Tom Rogic, he's been signed, he's on the big deal, he's a big boy now and he needs to do it in Europe. As soon as Tom starts doing it in Europe, then I'll put him up there with those guys. But see your SPS fail, run of the mill. No. no, Nakamura, those two goals against Man U. You know, these special moments that special players, players produce. Tom Rogic does that, Melly, I'll buy into your argument. Until yeah. then, he's... he's I'll, you know what, I'll put him third behind those two for you. That's fair, that's fair enough. I was just posing the question and you did say he's, Lubo is doing it in a team all those players. Tam's not got those players about him, so maybe it's a bit more special if he does it. And look, Thursday night against Leipzig, he's played four games in a row, he's played well in every game, he's he's on fire, the stage is set for him to have an absolute smasher in Thursday, so if he delivers on Thursday, I will come back to you and ask yep, you so again next week. Pause that, watch this space, and we'll yes. come back to this discussion at some point. Actually, just while we're on, Roderick, I was going to save it for a wee bit down the line on this podcast, but he scored a goal against Dundee this week as well that... Everyone will have seen it by now, the kind of chip into the far post. Yeah. And it, it instantly reminded me of, do you remember Eric Cantona's most famous goal? Mm. The one against Sunderland, Sunderland years ago, where he just chipped it into the far post, opposite side to Rogic because they they use the opposite foot, but it was very, very sort of aesthetically similar. And what was also similar about it was that the most famous thing about that clip is that Cantona just stands there. He just does a sort of nonchalant, arrogant, non-celebration. He just stands there and just lets all the attention come to him. And Rogic did the exact same. So I, my question to you, <laughs> Thomas Peter Rogic, are you trying to be my new Cantona? Because I'm open. My body is ready. Come, <laughs> come and do it. He was one of my first football that, heroes. My, that was my first thought. Uh, 
Cantona. You're right. I think Cantona must have been in his mind when he scored that goal because the it was eerily similar. Probably the, what spurred them on the, yeah. <laughs> the celebration. Um, but back to back to Hearts. Christie the penalty. Forrest gets brought down. Christie takes a penalty. Yep, sensational play. Lovely what uh, Morgan was looking decent there. It was a bit of confusion because everybody walked away because they, I think they all presumed Scott Sinclair will take the penalty, but he'd obviously yeah, been yeah. taken off. You must have been gutted because it didn't, didn't add yes, to your tally. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I didn't even think about it there. But, uh, Sinclair had done his job, but uh, it's good we can get these wins and rest players for up-and-coming games. And uh, Christy wanted to take it, so if you're... Confident enough to take it, step up, but lefty taking a penalty. I bet you didn't like it, but I, no. I didn't have any doubts. Maybe six weeks ago, no matter who was taking a penalty, I'd have doubts over it. But you're just waiting for it. You're standing there waiting for it to go in and stroked it away right in the corner. No bother. Christy now, after going two years without scoring for Celtic, without basically playing because he was away at Aberdeen, has now got four goals in three games. Yeah. If, if we give oh. him that GBS one with the Forest one, but I, I, I want to give him that one, to be honest. Forrest it it makes your point better, doesn't yeah, it? it does. <laughs> So that was um, so that was Hearts five 0 three 0 eight goals past Hearts in the last two games. Hearts obviously fresh off of a midweek game against Hibernian. Mm. Controversy galore there. <laughs> there was shame game. If that was in Glasgow, yeah, yeah, right. that, that uh, there'd be summits about that game. Um, Neil Lennon assaulted for the second time at Tynecastle. Um, I mean, we don't really do the heavy stuff in this podcast, but just just all I want is just. For people to stop coming out and saying, yeah, people shouldn't, nobody should go to their work and get hit by a coin. Like, that's no, not just, Very few people do go to their work and get hit by a Like, oh no, that, that people shouldn't be assaulted on the time. Aye, we know all this. You need to call it out for what it is. You know, Craig Levine, he did call it out. He called it out for the violence, but you need to come out and say, can we stop abusing Neil Lennon for the fact that he's, he's, he's you know, the worst of it. I, I'm probably speaking out of turn here for Neil Lennon. Don't think he goes to church every Sunday. I, I, no, don't, I don't uh, think he's a particularly religious guy He's just a lightning rod for these Horrible bigots that Just find their way into every Facet of Scottish life And it needs to stop It does, and I said a couple of weeks ago I sort of joked really, I said that um, It was before this happened, that I don't want him back at Celtic Purely for these reasons, I can't handle the stress And the worry, I genuinely I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but I worry about the guy. It's only a matter of time before something really terrible happens to Neil Lennon. Well, he has been knocked unconscious. Aye, he's been battered in the street. He's been bombs. sent bombs. They t- I, that often gets swept under the carpet. Do you remember that time Rangers fans tried to murder the Celtic manager? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. You See don't if that send... happened in Turkey? Aye, or something like that. Or, 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 or Italy or something. These countries we'd you, be laughing at. It wasn't it. a tickle bomb. It was a <laughs> bomb. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a, those are, are designed for very few purposes. Yeah. Bombs. But... I said that at the time, and it's all just reared its ugly head again. Like people say he shouldn't do these things on the touchline, right? And with that in mind, what I said about the stress and the worry about it, I agree that he shouldn't do these things on the touchline. But where I'm going with that is that it all circles back around to the same point. Because if you ask someone why should they not do those those things on the touchline, they will answer because he's Neil Lennon. Yeah. And I'm like, well, ah, there we are at the the crux of the issue yeah. again. It's not because he's a football manager because plenty of them do that. Look at Josie Mourinho. Look at Chris Boyd today. Yeah. <laughs> it just it, it happens all the time. So if you're reasoning for, you know, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be. Doing, why, why not? Because he's Neil Lennon. Because people are going to react. Aye. <laughs> I, I, we know. That, but it's. And, and you've touched on it perfectly. We need to get to the crux of the issue. Yeah. It's not that the fact people do it, it's why do they do it. And the way Neil Lennon's treated 
shames Scottish football. And see if it was, I know you, you can't, you're always on thin ice when you draw lines. Oh, if this was X, it would be different. But if it was any other person of any other sort yeah, of yeah. minority of faith, pick anyone you want, doesn't matter. And he was getting singled out in the way that Neil Lennon is. People be appalled. No. But because Neil Lennon, oh, it's Neil Lennon, he's, oh, he brings it on himself. He's No, he doesn't. He? Just leave the guy alone and let's call it out for what it is. It's the, bigotry. The, the shame about it is that nothing can really be done about this. Nothing can really be done to prevent it. There's nothing you can do to stop a guy picking up a coin out his pocket and throwing it at someone who's quite close to him. I've, I've heard it suggested, I think Billy Dodd said during the week on the radio, that, that you need to start dishing out like harsher sentences to these people put them in jail but you can't do that you can only charge and sentence people for what they've done yeah. you can't make extra rules for football because we've seen where that leads we've just get rid of the OBFA thing that didn't work you can't say because it's at a football game it's more serious than yeah. assault it, it just doesn't work unfortunately so you can't just go well that deserves a big sentence we're stuck with the legal system we've got so you can't just go well he deserves to get put away and thrown away the key there's nothing police and stewards can do about it either the assumption given there's only a certain amount of stewards and police at a game. There's, the assumption given is that most of these people won't do something like that. Yeah. You can't have a policeman for every single person in the stadium. So I'm afraid we're stuck with it and we need to try and tackle the issue at the very root of it. Exactly. Who, who knows how you go about that, though? Why Hearts? Why Why is it that Hearts... I mean, we've Celtic fans have called Hearts the Diet Huns for, for <laughs> years. But why is it they're so desperate to emulate Rangers? Why is it they're cutting about with Union Jacks and singing the same songs? And, you know, Neil Lennon's went to Ibrox... Hundreds of times. I don't think he's ever been hit by a coin, hit by anything. He's never been assaulted. It's happened twice at Tynecastle. You're skint, mate. Oh, well, yeah, skint. I don't have any money. Anyway, without getting too deep on it, like we, we had to address it because Neil yeah, Lennon yeah. is a former Celtic manager and, you know, and all this stuff. Okay, we're trying, we're trying to avoid the sort of deeper issues and all yeah. that on this podcast and, and stick it, it to football. But it, ultimately, it's the biggest thing, the biggest news of the weekend, hearts wear the opponents after all. And it's a, it's just, final word on it, it's appalling the way the guys gets treated. It should shame Scottish football the way he gets treated. And finally, it just gets me down because all it does is just lifts up the cover and reminds you of some of the scum that, that exists in this country. It is, and Lennon spoke very well when he, he spoke. Did. I mean, he really did. He didn't hold back at all, did he? He spoke about how he felt and... When he puts it like that, he's completely right. And he said about Gary Caldwell's comments as well. Imagine he walked a day in Lennon's shoes. Imagine just being Neil Lennon for one day. See if he goes one day without getting shouted abuse. He must go home one day and go, I didn't get any abuse today. He gets that all day, every single day, no matter where he goes. It must get to him and people say, why does he do that stuff on the touchline? Well, that's why, because he's getting abused 24-7. I, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I couldn't bear to spend a single day as a ginger-headed man, could you? <laughs> same birthday Ouch. as him as well. Do you have the same birthday yes. as Neil Lennon as well? <laughs> All right. Um, on to more serious matters. Dundee, hmm. another 5-0 pumping. Now, I think I commended the Dundee board <laughs> <laughs> for, for going about um, or having a specific plan about how they wanted to replace their manager but truth be told that's not looking too good for him is it was they, that, how many goals did they, they uh, ship now 17 or something in three games it could well be they, they haven't they've barely scored a goal all season as well they could to be honest they could be too far gone in, in all honesty they're, they're just too bad a team <laughs> I was watching them I watched this in the pub um, the, the actual the, the site of the usual traditional 20 minute Tim's Boxing Day night out oh, so oh, a bag of nails in Partick I watched it in there oh, and they had the, this year I know <laughs> 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 and the, the Hearts and Hibs game was on at the same time on a different screen it kind of became a running joke that every time I looked up at the screen there was a fight on there was no football played in the game at all 
the Dundee, Dundee are absolutely terrible. Again, though, it's, there's not there's no one in Scotland that could love the Celtic in this current form. And the manager, there's only so much you can do as a manager. Yeah. Like, say, for example, say we get a, a load of, a squad together, right, of just our pals to play a game of football when we went and played against Real Madrid. No manager in the world could get us to not get pumped. You know, no, and I feel like that's a mistake at some point. Yeah, and I feel like that's what Dundee are going into against this current Celtic form. So, I, I wouldn't. I would stop short of blaming Jim McIntyre. He's just in the door after all. But it, they didn't get that new manager bounce though. No, they don't look any different to to we, Neil McCann. Vindicated though, he must be loving it. Rubbing his hands together. They were missing their his tiny hands. <laughs> their best player, who is actually our player, Calvin Miller, of couldn't course, play obviously. Yeah. But it, it just, it was nice to beat Dundee, a team made by McCann, starring Kenny Miller. And there was a point in the second half for Kenny Miller, there was a close-up of him, and I forgot he was playing. I, I said forgot he was, he he was, was appalling. Playing. He was absolutely appalling. I said almost word for word that after the Livingston game, do you remember he played at yeah. Celtic Park in the first game of the season? And I said on this podcast, I was like, I forgot he was playing until I heard a wee ripple of booze kind of down towards the touchline. I was like, oh, aye, that's Kenny Miller. It's, it's not even worth a boo no. anymore, is it? It's just so insignificant. It's getting unseemly with Kenny Miller now. Right. There's only so long you can play just running about Kenny, and it's that's going to go first. It is embarrassing watching Kenny Miller. He's like, he's like a boxer that's repeatedly coming out of retirement. Aye, he's spent all his money and he's coming back for a few kind of tax bills and stuff, and he's fighting into his 50s. That's Kenny Miller. Aye. Yeah, that, that is Kenny Miller. Did you purposely say tax bills? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why he's still playing. But never mind, let's talk about the hoops. Again, 5-0, another absolutely demolishing performance. Um, it was it was footballing porn at times once again. Oh, yeah. Aye. From the start, Tom Rogic first goal again. We get that. It's these early goals just settle the team right down. We can play our football after that because that just destroys the other team's game plan completely. Tom Rogic scoring on his 150th game for the Hoops. How many of those games has he finished 90 minutes? We finished 90 minutes against Hearts. I was that's... like, get him subbed <laughs> instantly. And I suppose that's that's the thing with Tom Rogic is, I would argue, yeah, probably at this moment in time, maybe up there with Callum McGregor as the best player in Scotland. Now, I don't, I don't want to drag up all the old cliches about Tom Rogic, how he can't kind of last and he can't kind of run and all that kind of thing, but he's, I don't think it's controversial to suggest that he's not as athletic as Callum McGregor or Scott Brown or you know, take your pick Forrest or anything like that but see if he was see if he had the the engine on him he'd be playing for like Inter Milan or Liverpool yeah. or something like that you know so, so I, Tom I, Rogic, I don't know like, just in the last two games like Rogic his pressing has just impressed yeah. impressed me so much the Hearts game he was even getting in wee niggly fouls against them because they put it about so he was putting it back out so brilliant he's pressing players He's getting in amongst it. He didn't look tired. He played the full 90 minutes. That's four games in a row he's played. He's looking brilliant. And after he scored, there was a wee pre-warning for teams. A corner from McGregor, a header from Benkovic, which he should have scored. I was like, that yeah, could have been have the one. That, yeah. And then the next game, we finally get that. So that's a wee hoodoo off the back as well. So I fully expect us to score from every corner now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Benkovic, Boyatas must be doing one oh, as well. Right. Yeah. The guy actually, incidentally, the guy sitting beside me had 5-0 and Benkovic first scorer as well. I need you, right? I know, I need you. Well, we should have had a penalty after that. OD, handball, yeah, yeah. but... Pretty clear, to be honest. They talk about unnatural positions and all that. Apparently there's nothing in the rules about that, but what happens there is someone comes out to meet the ball and tries to spread themselves as much as possible. Now, that's a deliberate handball, if yeah. that catches your handball, when in the, the act of spreading your arms, that it's a clear or, or, handball. Or everyone could do that. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Every time someone went to shoot. 
Uh, we did get the penalty, but Sinclair chipping another goal off. But I'm pretty sure this goal was started from the Craigie G nutmeg. Now, it was a good nutmeg. We worked the ball all the way up the pitch. I think it was a bit after, but I think play continued Mate. all the way up. I'm not convinced he meant that nutmeg. <laughs> I am not convinced that <laughs> was know, where he man. meant that to go. But it doesn't matter because when Scott Sinclair steps up, he scores. So what, Matt, now five? Fine. Just would, in November? What did you that think is, of That's not a bad... Because I'm on... What am I on with Mikey Johnson now? Because he came on against Hearts. Is he seven? I think he's seven now. Seven or 15. Aye. There's a prediction there. Not bad. So you just need about 40 goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. The French guys are still scoring. Yep. I've still got my... My other two supporting predictions, if no one heard that episode, uh, I predicted that Christine Gamboa would score a goal this season yeah. and Christopher Iyer would captain a game. Now, that's not completely closed off. He's kind of, he's, he's not as, first, as much first choice at the moment. It's not, it, you may get a cup game. Edwards, we'll was it Ed, Edwards on 11 and 18? Yeah. Not, not a bad one. A long way to go. For seven me, in his last seven. Yeah. I, think, well, I think I've got 16 to go. I think he's got four goals. you got 16 to go. Got what did you think of the penalty itself? There's been a wee bit of, kind of debate over that. Uh, see if it's given against Celtic. I am furious. Yeah. And, and because it's Celtic and Lustig's not the... M- <laughs> I'm fully aware, acutely aware of the fact that I sat... Here, last week, last week, and made the case that you know it's not about the strength of the contact. If it's Christy died, I would call uh, it out. Let's a, hear you. It's about balance and all that kind of <laughs> thing. Even that, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. In fairness to Lustig, yes, he's probably playing for it, but he did get the wee clip on his foot, which probably knocked him off his course a wee bit. So, and for that him, regard, he was going fast. Yeah, that's it. Right. So, in that respect, probably entitled to go down. That's about as much of a. A reverse I'll, I'll give on that. So and it wasn't a penalty? Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and Sinclair stuck it away with a plum. I don't oh. know what a plum means. Is that? It's, like, it's a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's a plum. Right. Um, James Forrest, player of the month, another goal. Boy's unstoppable. Not just Forrest, that goal started out from the back, the way we worked it forward, and teams are mental giving Kieran Tierney space. Yeah. I know if you close him down, he'll just take it round you, but... You need to do more to stop the guy because he's getting assist after assist. He set up Edward against Hearts with a lovely ball because he'd all the time in the world to play his ball. And the way he goes down and cuts that back, I love a goal at that when a guy's sliding in with a side foot and Forrest, he's playing in the right and he's coming over at the inside yeah. left position. It's just rotation movement from Celtic that a normal team can't handle, but a team like Dundee, just they don't know what to do. They are... They're up there with one of the worst teams I've ever uh, seen in this league. Yeah, so they are unbelievable. I think they had struggle like two shots on goal that whole game. I don't think Hearts had a shot on target against us on Saturday either. Mm. Does hitting the post count as on no. target? Does it not? I'm pretty sure Dundee had zero shots on target, or zero <laughs> attempts on target or something like that. Right. But for the longest time in the game, it was zero attempts, full stop. They'd, they'd barely had a shot. So I can't even remember the two that they had no. that were off target, in all honesty. Those goals from Forrest and Edward and kind of quick succession what they reminded me of was watching Man City this season they score a lot of tap-ins yeah. a lot of you know get to the mm. byline and it, seemed, it sounds like the most simple you know kind of old-fashioned football stuff in the world but it's it's something Pep Guardiola has identified and talked about as being basically the best way to score a goal is get playing your system work the ball to as close to the goal as you can possibly get it <laughs> yeah, and, and it, knock it in it's a great team yeah that's what Celtic have been doing and they got two goals out of it there Celtic's fourth goal. Would you like me to tell you something about that? By all means, James. Scored by Edward. It was scored by Edward, yeah. <laughs> 18 passes in 46 seconds. Gordon, Benkovic, Tierney. Tierney, Benkovic, Boyata. McGregor, Christie, Benkovic. 
Lustig, Rogic, Forrest. McGregor, Forrest, Sinclair. Tierney, Forrest, Edward, Goal. Ev- touched by every player on the pitch. Do you remember that song, that England song by Ant and Deck that just lists all the players from start to finish? <laughs> yeah. It's Neville to Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a Celtic one of those because that'd be great. And you could drop a wee beat behind the chorus <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll rhyme it off. But it was liquid football, wasn't it? Yeah. And McGregor again. Can, I just, can we just bring up Callum McGregor? Absolutely sensational once again. That's two fantastic, well, more than two, but yeah, yeah. the last two games he's been absolutely brilliant in that role. Will he win his second Callum Door? <laughs> <laughs> we awarded it with him that last season. So you're into half time, 4 0, as Stephen says. He's an R4. Disgusting. At least. Um, as I say, I'm sick of this. You, you take the foot off the gas, don't you? Because we have so we many. We certainly do. Well, we get so many games in quick succession, and at times like this, you can go. Oh, 4 0, we're not going to lose this. Let's get some players on. And I called it last week. He did. He, he did. came on. He came on. I we're was talking go- about, by the way, we're talking about Arzani. Yes, yeah. I was going to have a few wee words about him. He looked really good, but too much. Take the guy on, then play it. Don't go back and back, back and Can back again. Yeah, yeah. He was desperate to impress. Yes. He was like, and you know, sometimes when you get like a spaniel and you roll at a ball <laughs> and it's chasing the ball about it, that's what he, he was an eager little spaniel on the pitch. Um, Alzani, um, just on that brief appearance, and it's, it's tragic that he's now out for the season. It's such a shame. We've waited this long and we had to endure all the speculation about him going back early and all this garbage. But for that brief appearance, I was so fully bought into him. It was oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. Because do you remember that old, there's a stat, I, c- I can't remember exactly, but the gist of it is that Man United have gone however many decades, hundreds and hundreds of games, always having an academy player as yeah. part of the match day squad. I can't remember how long. It's a long time anyway. But I feel like that should be Celtics. They should never put out a match day squad without having a wee guy who just takes people on and loves it and tries for nutmegs. That that should be the first rule of picking a Celtic team. I was surprised at, at how good he was, um, mm. given that like it looked like he wasn't going to really get a sniff. But part of the problem... Well, most of the problem Melly was always his fitness. You know, the talk around him was we need to actually we need to take him from this wee tricky futsal guy who's good with the ball at his feet and turn him into an actual football player. Yeah, well, Man City signed him in the summer, so he wasn't he hadn't been with Man City at any length of time where he built up or he was in the physical condition that they were in anywhere near ready for him to play for their not their squad but their development squad or whatever. So it's a guy coming from Australia. Mm. and it's similar when we've signed Patrick Roberts we got him in the January he wasn't seen till the end of February March time before he made an impact these guys come in and because we're signing them like in Champ when he's inconsistent we go why is he inconsistent he's 21 years old yeah. or whatever we forget the age of these guys because they're brought in and they're not brought through our youth system so he probably had a lot to do. Everybody says when they come to Scotland, the physicality, the intensity. Yeah. That's a key point, actually. You said there about he's, he's coming from Australia. That, and that's the key difference between him and Roberts. Roberts is obviously a wee tiny guy as well, but he had experience playing in Britain. Yeah. British. Yeah, British exactly. made. That's Physical league and all that. Get the Brits in, as we said earlier. <laughs> and uh, like Rogic, look how long it took Rogic to adapt. He's still, because like, maybe I think Hazani played futsal as well. It's, it's basically a different... It's not a different sport, but it's a totally different fitness level yeah. needed. So, but he did look good. Uh, Morgan came on as well. It's Morgan always see. looks enthusiastic when he comes mm. on as well. But that's that's now Azani out for the season. Abui out. Morgan went off against Hearts, and it looks like he could be out. We're losing. These are squad players, but we're losing a lot of players. Yeah. And as I said, the bench was 
paper thin against. But why why would you ever have two centre halves on your bench? We had that against Hearts. So I feel like it's we're um, struggling. I feel like it's my fault that yeah. they're out for the season. If you can cast your mind back a couple of weeks on this podcast, what I said was it's always the injuries that happen when nobody's near you that put you out for the yes, season. Yes, that was karma, that one. Uh, yeah. And then Kawasi's got one and Arzani's got one. I wouldn't be, I, I don't know anything, I'm just saying I wouldn't be terribly surprised if Arzani went back to Man City. Is there any point I'm hanging about here injured? I don't even know if, how it works, the loan system. I think he, he goes back there to get treated. He'll yeah. do his treatment down there. But we've got him on loan for Long next term. season as well. So he might be back for that. It'll be, that will, 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 this time... Well, a couple of months back, we were moaning about not having signed MD mm. in the window. And Lolo will say, Ozani's coming back. That's like a new signing. Yeah, so. I just, what I mean is, come the summer when he's fit to play, we might just go out and sign somebody. You know, who, who knows? Don't be daft. I think, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think I think Kawasi's the bigger concern. I'm not. I'm not so worried about Ozani going because, as Melly says, we've got him on the long term deal. He's got plenty of time. Um, it would be unfortunate for that to be his sole contribution to Celtic mm. jersey. Kawasi now though, I, I just don't see, I, I know I've said this before, but I just don't see where he figures at all because now we're at the stage where, as we said at the top of this, Scott Brown and Cham aren't playing. And even if you develop a sort of fantasy world where Scott Brown is the only guy injured, Kawasi, he wouldn't even make the squad. No, if you're picking 18 players or whatever with Scott Brown injured, Kawasi's not even in your, your 18. So is his contract up at the end of the year? No, he'll probably have another. He, he would have been signed a four-year, and that's in yeah. two. Or, so, okay. or maybe uh, maybe longer, I'm not sure. But uh, I, I don't... I feel bad for him. He's had do, a terrible, yeah. terrible... Yeah. He's had a terrible run injuries. By the time he gets back, he won't have played five games in a season from no. what, Years was that? It must be just over twenty by now. It's, yeah. it's two years. He's, he's been here. Disappointing. Disappointing. We should touch on the the fifth goal against Dundee. Lovely one. A wee lovely finish from Christie again. Great play. It's just great to watch the hoops like this. I know it might be we're a bit too enthusiastic tonight, but when we moan, well, when I moan, I moan about Celtic. <laughs> so I feel when we're playing well, we should really look. We deserve. We deserve this. We, we, do. Ha- we deserve this because, God, we, we were we were moaning, moaning, moaning for the, for a couple of weeks there. Peter um, Lowell knew all along. But he, he knew this squad was... He knew what he was doing. Uh, he knew well, you're right, I back the board. Um, <laughs> look, if you want a moan, you might get one on Thursday because oh. the, Euro- the European form contrasts wildly with the domestic form. And that's to say that the European form is pretty drab. Leipzig at home. Now, I'm an optimist. I think we can... F- Feasibly, I think we can win our next three European games. Um, I think the way we've been playing recently, I think the club, I think the, the players will be eager to to right the wrongs of of the European, and also we're getting a new signing revealed on Thursday night. Apparently, oh, don't don't the, get me excited. Mate. The new lights. Oh, <laughs> the new oh light. right, is that they finally appearing? We're getting a light show. Well, maybe like Alzani, they might come out and get injured straight away, and that's it. <laughs> and then that'll be it. They've, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Going to get there early. Going to try and take some photos. Bring the glasses. <laughs> take, take photos of lights. <laughs> get a wee video. But they've they've announced this early, so. They're going in to do it before the game, aren't they? Yes. Because if, we, if we get pumped, pumped or what happens, something goes wrong, and they, oh, they're going to look silly. But I'm looking forward to it. It's taking a long time, but I am scared. Celtic on fire, playing as well as they can be. Optimistic on that front. 
Leipzig just went at the weekend and beat Hertha Berlin away from home 3-0. Hertha have had a great start to the season. I, I follow their results because I went to one of their games a couple of years ago. And that is worrying. This mm. team are third in the Bundesliga against a Dortmund team that are absolutely flying and obviously one of the Munich best teams in Europe. Probably the best team in the, Europe the this season. The yeah. team in Europe. Leipzig 3-0 away at in Berlin, that's an absolutely smashing result. They seem to have hit form as well. Let me ask you a question: Is this a must-win? Yes. For if we if we have any hopes of doing anything in this in this European if, Europa League sorry. for qualification, yes. For for the pride, for the European heritage of Celtic Football Club, <laughs> yes, probably <laughs> yeah. again. Uh, uh, yeah. Much like we say this every time, Melly, you said every game is going to be difficult this year yeah. in Europe, and you've been absolutely right. Apart from Rosenborg, who we know we're capable of beating. This one, yeah. Still a difficult game. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's not a it's not a foregone conclusion by any means. Oh, but we've had a wee boost this week for the away game because your man will be in the tin. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, Lord his lordship, yes. uh, the emperor. Ventnor now he's got 50 days for battering a taxi for? driver or something. Thing, he's going he to be someone's wife. He's five quid. Well, that sounds, like fair. that sounds like a fair swap. But Timo Werner is back. He sat out the previous Celtic game because of burnout. He'd been playing an awful lot this season and sat, sat it out. He's back and scoring... He's got at least three or four goals in his last handful of games that he's played since Celtic, so he's going to be a danger. It'll just it'll depend. As I said, doing the match companion for the last game, they had another gear to go through. Yeah. I know Celtic didn't play well, obviously, but but Leipzig are a very very capable team. How would you approach this game then? Do you think Celtic should stick to their usual on the front foot attacking style, or do you think we should maybe adopt something that Brendan Rodgers hasn't really done in Europe? Adopt a bit of pragmatism. No, I think we should go for our own style. We're playing as well as we have done in a, a long time, yeah. so I, I keep that up. And I'm confident enough now that Celtic can go out and play and play well. It might not be enough to get the result, but I'm, I don't think we'll get a shambles like we have in the previous mm. two games where we're at. Yeah, it's I, not the result that's more damn, and it's the performance. I think if we go out and play a game because we need to win this game, yeah. and if we're realistic, we need to win it by more than two goals for the sort of goal difference. But I'll take any sort of result because I think even a draw in this game would be a good result. But I think if we go out, and, we have to go out and play our game and try and impose ourselves on it. The the, the squad, Stephen. I mean, we really, with the players we've got available, we can only play one way. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The hand might be forced. It's going to be a midfield that we, you know, previously, as I said a few weeks ago, if you told me we're going into European games with a, a midfield featuring none of the sort of, I, I don't want to use the word, but enforcers like, yeah. Scott, so like Scott Brown, like Malumbu, maybe even Kawasi. If you're going to go into a European game with a midfield consisting entirely of ball players, yeah. you know, kind of like wee, nippy, skillful players, I'd have been like, you're, you're mental. But, really lacking physicality, aren't we? But not at the same, back, but not no, no. at the back. But at the same time, this is why this is how Celtic are playing their best football at the moment. But if you told me that was going to be the midfield going into a game against Leipzig, I would have spat in your back. In fact, I would have stood behind you at a gig and pissed in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Melly. Yes. I want you to give me a prediction how you think this is going to go, because it's a crucial game. 2-2. Two, two. Goals, great game. I think it's going to be an absolute smashing game. Two good footballing teams going at it. Goals galore. It's just going to be one of those nights under the lights. A night under the lights. You'll be at it, Melly. Yes. Stephen, we'll be doing the match companion for Correct. it. Uh, do you want my, my prediction Aye, as well? Go yeah, Pile it on. I'm still going to see past two each as well. I'm just desperate not to say 2-1 to Leipzig. Look, we're not unreasonable on this podcast. We ask for basically the same things going into every European game. Just don't make a complete mess of it, yeah. really. Just don't make us 
groan halfway through the game with all the goals flying in the three minutes apart and after silly mistakes. That's all we want. We just want a good footballing performance, something that can we can point to and go at. Do you know what? He's right. This is going to work. It's the first game in Europe this season where we'll be going into it with a crowd fully behind the team. Yeah. In previous yeah. games, it's been, well, I think it was the Rosenberg game at Celtic Park in the qualifiers. We'd just found out that Rogers didn't sign Ozani. The follow the Athens game, I think McGinn had just signed for Villa. So yeah. it's all, no transfers. It's always been going in and a downer. This is going to be a dark night under those lights. <laughs> Everybody's going to be going. We're banging in the goals. We're not conceding. We haven't conceded since Leipzig, have we? True. No, yeah. that's right. So it's uh, looking good. This will be the first time Boya and Benkovic get to play at the back together yeah. in Europe. So we've got a good platform to build on that. The team sort of picks itself right now. Is Lustig back? Is he, is he, is he injured? Well, hopefully he'll be all right. I think he just precaution he was taking off. And on that, we will wrap up. We'll look forward to Thursday. Um, bumper episode this week but bump. it's joyful for a change know, usually yeah. when we have a bumper one it's because of relentlessly moaned look we could be moaning next Monday after the Leipzig game well. so you never know um, thanks to everyone who listens if you want to catch this podcast we are out every Monday evening more or less on uh, Spotify we're on TuneIn we're on iTunes we're on any Android app you want to listen to um, if you do enjoy the podcast if you could leave us a, a little review, Stephen, on five stars, please. Five stars on iTunes. We it like does that. help us out a lot, though. I have to say, we we appreciate the ones we've been getting. It really does. It help. does help us. Yeah. it does. It makes us look legit. As one of the reviews said, TMT is for the shaggers, and I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, we will leave it there. Thanks very much for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.